We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the lakefront to the riverfront, this is where Wisconsin sports fans come to talk. The Bill Michael Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Michaels. Good afternoon. We are glad to have you. I gotta gotta admit, it's been a hell of a mishmash of sports today. Talked a little baseball, a lot of Giannis. And obviously getting you ready for the Packers and the Carolina Panthers coming up on a special Saturday night edition. In the NFL, we're going to talk a little more Bucks basketball and Giannis and tip off to the season. Don't forget the season begins officially next Tuesday. And uh, the first three game, uh, as far as days, uh, they feature nine nationally televised game, including in the opening night doubleheader on TNT and five Christmas Day games across ESPN ABC on Friday, December 25th with Kia's NBA tip off 2020 only seven days away. Uh, got a lot of information, a lot of things to get out and joining us now to talk more about it. Our uh, friend Sidney Moncrief, uh, Bucks legend. Uh, Sir Sid, I got to ask you, there is a love affair now with this city and state for Giannis, unlike something we probably haven't seen in a long, long time. But when your reaction when he signed here and said, this is my town, this is my team, and uh, let's get it done. Give me your thoughts. Okay, well, I didn't didn't know he said all that, but (laughs) I really kept up as closely as a lot of people. Uh, But certainly not really surprised. I just felt that Milwaukee... Wisconsin was the best fit for Giannis. He's accomplished so much in his short career. And uh, you have great fans. You have a top-flight arena. You're making all the money. What else is there? And it was a no-brainer in my mind. So I wasn't shocked by what happened, nor nor was I shocked by his comments, because he's absolutely right. His town. You've you've seen him from the very beginning, Sydney, uh, and I just wanted to ask you how much. I mean, every year we talk about Giannis and his ceiling, and he doesn't seem to have one. Every year he gets better. He works on something and gets better. Talk about what you've seen out of him, his progression since he's not only come into the league, but year to year as he's gotten better and worked on certain things. Well, the most amazing thing about Giannis is not physically what he's doing, but mentally what he's been able to do. And I think he's grown each year from a mental standpoint. You don't normally see that very much. And also from a basketball IQ standpoint. Uh, he, he was a smart guy, but now he seems to be understanding the game of basketball a little bit better, how to play at this level and how to keep it there. Physically, uh, he's very gifted, and you have seen some prog- some progression in his skill set. But it's been, to me, more mental and how he knows now he could be one of the best players on the planet, and he plays at that level night in and night out. And that's that's difficult to do, very difficult. 
I, I like the Bucs uh, coming into this season with Drew Holiday. I looked at his numbers, and you look at statistics and such, and you see how he gets better and more. Uh, he, he gets a tougher medal, so to speak, in the postseason. Do you think this team is better the way it sits right now? And not to de- you know denigrate the guys that were here, but do you think this team is better no, right now no, than what, no, what it was? No, 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 I don't. But this is my opinion. I, I don't because, remember, chemistry is really very, very important for any team. Right. And what they had with the team last year is they had guys that had been on the team for more than one or two years, and they were starting to get a feel for each other as basketball players, not only on the court but off the court. Uh, you can't just turn a switch on normally unless you are a elite, elite guy, a LeBron James or – Anthony Davis or Giannis, you don't have a lot of those type players. So at this point, no, they're not, in my mind, a better team than they were in the past. It doesn't mean, though, in April or May they won't be a better team, but they're not now. How, how long does it take you to really kind of get to, to understand the nuances of the guys around you? It depends on your mindset. It depends on your basketball background. How did you grow up? Are you used to playing on championship-type teams? Not necessarily have won a championship, but teams that have won 50, 60, well, 45 to 55 games consistently. If you're that type of player, then it doesn't take a long time to start gelling. But if you've played for some franchises that have struggled, you have to get some of that junk out of your system. So it might take a little bit longer for those type players. Uh, so it's no one answer. Bill, that's what I'm telling you. It just depends on the players and where they have played in the past. Talking with Bucks legend and basketball Hall of Famer Sidney Moncrief joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. You got the Kia tip off coming up on Tuesday night to tip off the NBA season. Bucks playing on Wednesday night against the Boston Celtics. Uh, Sid, the rest of the East, obviously Brooklyn is going to be better. They're going to be a team to contend with. Miami is a good team. You got Philadelphia and Doc Rivers. I mean, you've got quite a few things that uh, it, the, I don't want to say the balance of power has shifted to the East, but certainly there's uh, at least a more level playing field near the top now. Yes, and that's why you know, we cannot uh, – we're so disappointed that COVID-19 hit for a number of reasons, the death toll and the, the sickness. But the Bucks would have won the NBA title last year hands down. And timing is so essential in basketball or sports. Now you have the East with Boston, New Jersey. Toronto is still going to be decent. Uh, it. We don't know. We, we do know the East is going to be a lot more difficult for the Bucks than it was last year. We know that for sure. We know that for certain. And uh, the balance of power, Bill, I think you're right. It has shifted, in my mind, somewhat to the Eastern Conference. But with Giannis on the team and the coaching staff, they'll find a way to make the adjustment to still be one of the top-tier teams in the NBA. Talk about Coach Budenholzer. I know, like you had said, you felt that this team was going to win a championship had it not been for COVID in the bubble. Talk about Coach Budenholzer. Last year, a lot of people saying, well, did he make the proper adjustments? Did he do enough? I mean, now that Giannis is signed, you know you have him and John Horst's responsibilities to put the talent around him, but the guy that's got to make all the groceries turn into some kind of a gourmet meal is going to be Coach Budenholzer. Talk about him and his kind of him being under, uh, under pressure now, I guess. Well, here's my feeling. It's still on the players. Ultimately, the players make championship teams. The coaches certainly assist. I'm not saying they don't. I'm not saying the coaches don't have any responsibility. But at the end of the day, your superstar players must step up 
and played large the entire year and definitely doing the playoffs. I don't think he would do a lot different than what he did last year. He, he's, he's a good coach. He's great X's and O's. He's good with game management. It's not a lot of things that he doesn't do well, but it's still up to the players to make it happen. And if they play at their level, then they have a shot this year. How do you like the addition of Drew Holiday? I'm not sure yet uh, because I, I coached in the NBA and I did commentating. I watched him play, and he was certainly a, a very solid player throughout his NBA career. Uh, he's very good with, with the basketball. We know that he's good off the dribble, three-point shooter, turns over the basketball a little bit much at times, but that's because he's aggressive with his play. I just don't know right now how he's going to be for the Bucks. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I uh, I go back to was something that, was, that you said. Was that negative? No, I, wasn't, no. I wasn't trying to sound negative. I'm, my point is, I'm not sure. I know he has a good skill right. set, but but I just don't know with Giannis and and Middleton, and you have these players that they need the basketball. Also, he's a, he's a good spot up shooter, swing swing. He can make a shot. He does a lot of things well on the offensive end and defensively. He's certainly not a liability. I wanted to go back to something you said. You talked about team chemistry, and I know, Giannis. I know that when we did those uh, those those Thursday night shows, when we would talk uh, Bucks basketball, a lot of guys talked about the importance of George Hill, a veteran guy, a guy that came out of Budenholzer's system, which was uh, Coach Pop's system. Uh, they relied upon him. They asked him questions. How much do you miss a veteran guy like that? That younger guys and guys that really wanted that knowledge had to lean upon. Yeah, I think you miss him because he's such a, a great, to me, playoff player. He's a clutch basketball player. But remember, Giannis has grown one more year. Middleton has grown one more year. I've always felt that your superstars are the players that you should be leaning up on for information and inspiration, not necessarily a player that's playing limited minutes. So as Middleton steps up, Giannis steps up even more, I think they're going to fill the void for giving advice and setting directions for the younger player. You just need that one player, maybe it's Pat, that steps up and makes the big shots, big plays, doing these games where you have to win these ball games. you got to have that bench player that's going to make it happen, and that's still yet to be seen who that might be. I was going to say, a guy like Dante DiVincenzo hit a lot of big shots last year, got to the bubble, and all of a sudden his shot just seemingly left him. So I look for, if I'm going to talk about a year in which, because last year was kind of his rookie year because he was injured the year prior, this might be a year like that for Dante DiVincenzo and his shooting ability from beyond the arc, right? Yeah, Dante, I thought, yes, it could be a great year for him because he has the ability to get his shot off the dribble. He's, he can drive. He has good strength uh, as far as three-point shooting. It could be, he could be that person. I don't think he'll be George Hill necessarily, but he could be that person that can give them a huge boost. Uh, and you mentioned Pat Connaughton. Now, last year, you know, there was a tremendous chemistry. These guys were all going out together. They were eating together. They were hanging together. They were doing so many things together. And you talked about the inability to just kind of recreate that. But there are enough familiar faces here. You know, what do you need to do as a veteran? I mean, my assumption is, as a guy like Giannis, to welcome in the new guys, to make them feel like they're a part of all of this. They're not outsiders looking in, that they understand there's a, a, a camaraderie here that, uh, you, you know, we kind of adhere to, so to speak. Well, I think it's in all in the relationship building, and it's in the standards that Giannis will set 
once they enter the basketball court. Practice sessions, film sessions, uh, when you're doing your scouting report, it's all about the example that your leader, your best player set. And I think he'll set a great example. And the chemistry will happen quicker if that takes place, which I think it will. I think the coaching staff will put those players at ease to make them feel like they're not under a lot of pressure, but yet you still have high expectations. I think that's a big key also. Just keep your expectations high without making the guys feel like they're under a lot of pressure to do things maybe that they can't do. And chemistry it will happen. It, happen. it takes time. So it takes time unless you have great players, and then it takes less time. Sydney, always great to talk to you. I appreciate the knowledge. Uh, the basketball season tips off next Tuesday night. Looking forward to it, and we'll uh, pick your brain again soon, okay? Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thanks, pal. Talk to you soon. There you go. The start of the 2020-2021 NBA season begins next Tuesday night. Uh, it's going to be on numerous outlets. There's going to be nine games nationally televised uh, for the first three game days, uh, as far as including the opening night doubleheader on TNT and five Christmas Day games across ESPN and ABC on Friday, December 25th. It's the Kia NBA tip-off 2020, only seven days or less than seven days away now. And uh, it's going to have a lot of spectacular games that are going to be featured, including one of them being this Milwaukee Bucks franchise as well. So looking forward to it. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. And don't forget, the Bucks are not only going to be featured on that Wednesday night game against the Boston Celtics, on TNT, they are going to be featured then on ABC when the Golden State Warriors come in on Christmas Day into the five surf form. I just wish that could be packed with fans. I really do. I wish that could be just filled to the brim with uh, just incredibly happy, happy uh, Bucks fans uh, there on a Christmas Day game. It's been a long time since we've gotten it. Now you get it in the uh, in the era of COVID, I guess. He joined us again on the Schneider Orange Hotline. We always appreciate it. When we come back, David Bakhtiari. Made an appearance yesterday. He talks a little basketball. He talks a lot about the upcoming uh, game against Carolina. He talks about what happened this past weekend. Stay tuned. You're going to hear from the big left tackle, the Green Bay Packers. That is next on the Bill Michaels Show. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Coming up tomorrow night, we've got to the Bill Michaels Huddle back out at, uh, I want to remind you, 6 to 8 tomorrow night. Looking forward to it. Always looking forward to Thursday nights. Getting you ready for the special uh, Saturday night edition. Carolina comes calling to Lambeau Field. Tim Allen, uh, host of the Baseball Post Game Show, but also does uh, some fantasy stuff for our flagship station. Fantasy football stuff for our flagship station out of Milwaukee. We're going to talk with Tim. We're going to talk with uh, Bart Winkler as well. And that is going to be taking place tomorrow night, 6 to 8, the Bill Michaels Huddle, uh, presented by Bud Light Seltzer. Cranberry, grapefruit, pineapple, and strawberry flavors. Go to BudLight.com. There you have it. Um, David Bakhtiari, the big left tackle for your Green Bay Packers, yesterday as he makes his weekly appearance. Uh, first of all, uh, the deal by Giannis gets inked, and football players look at NBA players and go, holy mackerel, that's a lot of money. He was asked if he wished that he had played basketball uh, as opposed to playing football. No, not a chance. I would, I mean, 
He is extremely physically gifted, and he's extremely talented. Um, If I focused everything in basketball, I would have never made it even to college. So (laughs) I'm glad I stuck with the the sport that I wanted to stick with. Um, But, I mean, first of all, kudos to him. That is absolutely amazing. I'm so happy for him and his family. Um, I know he's got a – you know, a kid as well. So I, I, for his family that he's grown, that's fantastic for him. Fantastic for obviously the Bucks. fantastic for beer and fantastic for the state of Wisconsin. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I hope we're in the best, some of the best years, uh, for the state right now, because I, I get to say I was a part of it and this is amazing. He also was asked on uh, what Wisconsin and Green Bay, because you're looking at uh, these guys like Aaron Rodgers, obviously Giannis and Christian Yelich and such, but, you know, he's a big name. I mean, he's become that quick fan favorite after chugging a few beers down there at the Fiserv Forum. So he was asked, what is Wisconsin, what is Green Bay, what does it mean to him? You know, I, I, I really uh, I appreciate Wisconsin, and it's really grown on me. I, as a kid who grew up uh, on the West Coast, I, I went to school in Colorado, I really got used to snow, and I've always appreciated colder weather anyways because I like to say I'm organically insulated. <laughs> so then when I, when I moved to Wisconsin, um, I would say it was, for me, up in Green Bay, the, the weather didn't really shock me that much. It was more the, uh, the type of town because it really is more of a small town, quieter, slower pace of life, and really like, I, I feel like uh, – and, and this is no dig. It's just the, the fact that uh, Green Bay is kind of it, – it's not like I'm up to date with everything outside. The fact that we have video home rental return stores when I first got here, I was like, <laughs> hey, hold on, people still do this? Um, so for, for me, that was a little bit of a culture shock, but there's so many things you got to appreciate that I've grown to appreciate, which is the fact that everything is truly 15 minutes away, even if it's 15 miles away. Uh the, the level of care and the personal one-on-one interactions you can get, uh, those are things that I really appreciate that, that I want, you know, in my post-career when I'm done because I do enjoy kind of a little bit of the slower pace of life. Uh, so it really was a match made in heaven, and I've been really blessed to be here. So that's why for me staying here um, and was fortunate enough to get three contracts uh out here is it's been it's been a blessing something that i really appreciate and coming from the west coast i i mean certain people like it certain people don't i I really don't have a problem with it then he was asked and this was kind of funny because aaron Rodgers goes on the pat mcafee show and even sometimes during uh you know post-game pressers and such you know it's him and bakhtiari have got got a good barb back and forth a fun friendly friendship of barbs back and forth and he was asked uh, about Aaron Rodgers continually taking shots at him on the Pat McAfee show. I mean, if, if I know Aaron, Aaron keep likes poking to, at you there. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron likes Aaron likes to poke the bear. The, the, the thing that, that's really unfortunate is, you know, Aaron's true colors are showing. Um, you know, anytime someone not named Aaron Rodgers in the state of Wisconsin gets the limelight, he tries to find a way to bring the spotlight back to him, and. As someone that, you know, my job description is to remain anonymous. Uh, the fact that my character is called into question just because <laughs> of my level of play has garnered attention. Um, 
you know, I, I have no ill will against him. It's, it's really more I have uh, more empathy and sympathy for him, and I really want to help him get to a point where he can share, uh, you know, share things. Certain people kind of get stuck, you know, in, in the in the 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 childhood phase, infant phase almost, where they have a hard time sharing things. So if, if I can be that person to bridge the gap for him, I would love to do that. So we saw David Bakhtiari get downfield very quickly on that 77-yard scamper by Aaron Jones just a couple of weeks ago, and he was asked, okay, who's going to win a foot race between the big left tackle and the quarterback Aaron Rodgers? You know, I, I want to say Aaron, but I feel like he doesn't deserve me to protect him. Um, I can beat him right now at 310 pounds. Um, I can beat him. I can beat him at 250 pounds. It, you know, it, it's. I, I. It really just comes down to game speed. You know, maybe on a stock block, but I mean, he may uh, fare better. But in pads in a game environment, I mean, I could have chased him down when he ran that touchdown, but I figured, you know, uh, that was a long drive to get there. I'm gonna let him. Uh, I know he likes to be independent and just have his moment with the camera, so he can have the gifts being made and he can show the belt and show everyone, you know, for his MVP race. So I let him. I, I could kind of know he kind of hinted towards that. That's what he wanted to do for the game, so I let him have that little piece. The question I have is, at what point are they going to run like a tackle-eligible play or something to that effect? And Bakhtiari says, look, if an offensive lineman scores, uh, you know, look, it, it, it's it's party on, Jake. I had always said to, like, my offensive line, we, we've talked about this. I'm like, I feel like if, if anyone, any one of us were to score, we should celebrate until we get a flag. <laughs> because we, we don't know the next time we're going to be in that situation. So, That's yes, I, I, I fully endorse myself and the other four linemen. If any of us score, take every opportunity that you can to celebrate and enjoy it because I've been playing for eight years and I haven't even gotten close to anything that resembles a touchdown. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no tackle-eligible play has gone in his direction. And he also talks about Marquez Valdez-Scanling, who has caught a few touchdown passes, uh, but he also says, look, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, MBS, has gotten better. I want to say I heard that um, from one of my teammates that he – that was – this game was the first time he got a target or completed a catch since the Colts game. And that, and that kind of shows the, the effort he was putting in the weeks before, you know, getting down and dirty with the blocking and the effort, you know, letting other people shine. And he was just over there working. Then when called upon, upon, he wasn't down on himself. He was ready for his moments. Mm. And, you know, he never complained about not getting the ball or anything like that. And uh, In this game, you know, like you said, uh, he had six balls thrown to him. He caught all six and he got a touchdown. And that's, that's huge. And, you know, the one thing that we, for him, honestly, to build off of is just, let be consistent. Keep doing that. Keep showing that effort. When your number's called, keep making the plays. Whether you we call it eight times, ten times a game, or we don't call it at all, you know he still is finding a way to show up. And that and I think that's phenomenal. And that's team football. How important does David Bakhtiari feel that getting this number one seed in the NFC, hanging on to it as to where they're at right now, and getting that first round by and making the NFC come through Lambeau Field, how important does he believe that is? I think most of the opponents that are either locked for the playoffs or you know have a high probability of making the playoffs are all warm-weather teams besides us. So 
mm-hmm. um, with no fans, it's it's tough to really have true home field advantage. But when we add in the elements that we are accustomed to, because that's what we live in, that is a true advantage. And especially, I think it it carries more weight uh, this year compared to other years because of the lack of no of no fans. <clears throat> and, and yeah, the the number one seed holds a lot more weight this year uh, because. The previous year, the number two seed also held yeah, a bye, but now it doesn't. So now yeah. there's really only one team Great that point. gets a true bye, and that's Great you know point. have home field advantage is one thing, but also only be, being the only team to have a bye to kind of rest up. That's huge, especially when you want to take into also account that our bye week was uh, early in the season. He also uh, was stating that look, the the advantages of playing at Lambeau Field uh, for teams that are warm weather teams, teams that have domes, teams that have that style of turf. Uh, that's another reason they want to play at Lambeau Field. We like outdoor games. I think uh, teams that have their if their home field is turf, I think they like to. I'm assuming a GM and what I've seen on film, GMs like to build their team around speed because when you get on turf, your team's even faster, and they have the ability to cover the field better then you go out on the grass and in the elements that's a little bit tougher not to mention they're not used to all the different uh running angles and how much they can actually carve like uh, i guess uh their center of gravity can get out from underneath them and that's where you see a lot of teams that aren't ready for our environment on our field you know they don't wear the right proper shoeing they can slip those all those little things especially in the playoffs when every single play every little thing matters uh those things are huge. That's why for us, you know, having home field advantage would be a, a very, it, it would really help us out. There you go. David Bakhtiari talking on the big show yesterday on 1250 AM, the fan out of Milwaukee. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. And it's time to frenzy. It's time to get through the rest of the National Football League. We were going to do it yesterday, but because the honest story broke, we ended up just kind of sticking with that. But i uh, got to do a little frenzy before, uh, before we let the rest of the week slip away from us. Stay tuned. The frenzy next on the Bill Michael Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Russ looks. He's going to lay it up over the top. He's got a man down there. It's Metcalf. He's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. Another big football weekend. Give to Gurley. Dives over the pile. Is stood up and is into the end zone anyway for the Falcons. Touchdown. Time to look around the rest of the league. This time, it's a handoff. No, it's a fake. Lance into the end zone. Touchdown, Zuckers. Listen, he faked you. He faked, faked me. He faked everybody. This is the football frenzy on the Bill Michaels Show. Here's the flip to McCaffrey. Caffrey to the right, picks up a good block from Moten and scores. Touchdown, Carolina. Second down, handoff Elliott, banging at the goal line. That's a touchdown, Cowboys. Here we go. Let's get it on. You've got Mitch Trubisky, believe it or not, having a day at Soldier Field. Snap Trubisky with the empty spread, tosses it quickly. Over the middle, Robinson, the catch for the touchdown. Touchdown, Bears. They put up 29 so far on the Texans in the first half. Their fourth touchdown drive and Mitch's third touchdown pass in the first half. How about that? 24-33, 267, not a pick to his name, a quarterback rating of 126.7. Montgomery actually carried the ball 11 times, 113 yards, but did scamper one time for 80 yards into the end zone. That was Jeff Joniak on the Bears Radio Network. And the Bears get the win in that contest, 36-7, just blowing out. The Texans. Bears go to six and seven. Texans go to four and nine. How about Mike McCarthy? But more so, Andy Dalton 
going into the Queen City, his former team, the Cincinnati Bengals, and just destroying them. Alden Smith has a scoop and score as well. Allen hands the ball to Williams, trying to get up the middle. The ball is out again. It's fumbled, and it's being run back by Alden Smith. Smith to the 40. Smith to the 20. Alden Smith has run it back 81 yards for a Cowboys touchdown. And uh, the Cowboy Radio Network right there, the Cowboys go on to get a win 30-7 to in this contest. 30-7, to but Andy Dalton returning home 16-23, 185 yards, two touchdowns, not a pick to his name, sacked a couple of times, but a quarterback rating returning back to the Queen City 122.6, extracting a little bit of revenge on his old team. Meantime, Chiefs and Dolphins. McCall uh, Hardman, I should say, takes it to the house of the punt return. How about this? Matt Hawk, the Des Moines native, punts it away. Left-footed punter taken by Hardman. First time he's going to return today. Oh. And he's got an edge at the 40-45. Hardman in midfield, 45-40. Two blocks, 30, 25, jet fuel, 15, 10, 5. Get your boarding pass. The jet is taking you to the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Punt return for a touchdown, the first in the career of McCall Hardman to go with his kickoff returns for touchdowns. McCall Hardman taking it to the house, and they needed every bit of it. 33-27, the Chiefs get a win over the Dolphins on the Chiefs radio network. Patrick Mahomes, 24 of 34, but three, count them, three picks in that contest. Threw for almost 400 yards. Uh, and they needed all of it. Uh, take, uh, Tua, by the way, 28 of 48, 316 yard or 316 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Quarterback rating of 83.3. Then you got the Cardinals and the Giants, and it was Kyler Murray hits Dan Arnold in the end zone on this one. Snap to Murray, backing up in trouble, throws it back in the end zone. Arnold jumps up into the air and catches it for a touchdown. There are four Giants in the area. It looked like Murray might be just throwing that ball away. But Arnold up into the air, grabbed it for a touchdown. Cardinals get the win on the Cardinals radio network, 26-7. Cardinals go to 7-6. and six. Giants and that defense that was starting to play pretty well gave it all up. They go to 5-8 and eight on the season. The Buccaneers and the Vikings. Tom Brady at home. He's getting it done. Airs it out to Scotty Miller. Out of a gun, Brady takes the snap, has protection, looks upfield, throws a deep ball downfield. Oh, Scotty Miller. Miller, K makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Run, Scotty, run. Fire the cannons. And firing the cannons for a 26-14 win on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio network. Vikings fall to 6-7 and seven after kind of making a, a little bit of a charge. Buccaneers go to 8-5 and five on the season. Meantime, the Broncos and the Panthers. K.J. Hamler only caught a couple of passes. Both were touchdowns. Here was a second one. Shotgun snap, play fake. Pressure now. Lock stands in the pocket tall. Throws one down the field. He's got an open receiver. Catch made into the end zone. Touchdown, K.J. Hamler. 49 yards locked to Hamler for the second time today. And they needed both of them on the Broncos radio network as they get the win going down to Carolina 32-27 to go to 5-8. and eight. The Panthers now sitting at 4-9. and nine. In the meantime, the Titans and the Jaguars, Ryan Tannehill deep to A.J. Brown. Give Henry, pitch back Tannehill, throw right side going for Brown in the end zone. One hand, touchdown oh, Titans! Oh, oh, man! Oh! That's crazy, Arthur Wan! Return to sender, and the Titans return to the Jaguars' end zone. Can you tell that's the Titans radio network? 31-10. They get the win in that contest. They go to 9-4. They will be next up on the docket, second to last, as a matter of fact, 
uh, to face the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. In the meantime, the Colts and the Raiders, they get it on. Jonathan Taylor, his best game in a Colts uniform. They'll sweep it right side of Jonathan Taylor. Huge hole. 45, 50, 45, 40. Down the far sideline. Out sprinting everybody. 10, 5. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. I-N-D-Y. A 62-yard run for the rookie out of Wisconsin. His longest rush of the season. And now the Colts lead it 26 to 17. On the Colts radio network, it ended up 44-27. Taylor, 20 carries, 150 yards, 62 of them right there. Had a couple of touchdowns on the day. Phillip Rivers, 19 of 28, 244, two touchdowns, not a pick to his name. Derek Carr, 31 of 45, 316, two touchdowns, but also two costly picks in that contest. And in the meantime, you got the uh, the Colts going to 9-4, and four, the Raiders Falling off over there in the AFC, they are now sitting at 7-6. and six. The Seahawks' Russell Wilson connects with his new number one wideout, D.K. Metcalf. Russ takes the shotgun snap. Going to lay it up over the top. Metcalf in the back of the end zone. He's got it. Touchdown, Seahawks. An absolutely perfect pass from Russell Wilson to D.K. Metcalf. He just reaches up in that back corner, hangs on to it, and now celebrates with his fellow receivers. As Russell Wilson now, his 34th touchdown pass this season, that ties his career high. 40-3, they get a win over the winless New York Jets, who fall to 0-13 on the season. That was on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. The Eagles and the Saints, Miles Sanders uh, scores on this 82-yard run. This time he slips the ball off inside, and it's Sanders breaking free. 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, Touchdown, Miles Sanders. You're not going to catch him. They 82 yards. With or without Drew Brees, this was somewhat of a shocker. Eagles got the win 24-21 on the Eagles radio network. 4-8-1, the Eagles are Saints. They fall to 10-3. Packers now on top of the NFC. Then you got the Chargers and the Falcons. Michael Badgley, uh, he ends up uh, with the game-winning field goal here. Badgley along at 53 this season. This one going to be from 43, right hash. A game-winning setup field goal here for Badgley. Kick is up, and it is good. Chargers win. Mike Badgley with the game-winning field goal from 43 yards. And a great celebration for these Chargers coming off a miserable Sunday a week ago. Able to put that contest behind them and knock off a Falcons team that had been surging under interim head coach Raheem Morris. Surging at 4-9, and nine, the Chargers now go to 4-9 and nine on the Chargers radio network. They get the win 20-17. to 17. In the meantime, Chase Young, he's dominating in his rookie season for the Washington football team. Takes the snap of the gun, fakes left, now has to cut through. Ball is out, a fumble, picked up by Chase Young. He's running at the 45-40, has blockers in front of him. 15-10-5, touchdown, Chase Young, touchdown, Washington. That is uh, Chase Young getting the win for the Washington football team, 23-15. They knock off the San Francisco 49ers. Washington surging as well, 6-7, and seven, almost back at 500. Meanwhile, the uh, 49ers, 5-8. and eight. That's on the Washington football radio network. Uh, Bills and Steelers, Stephon Diggs, the weapon Josh Allen needed. Second and nine now, Buffalo at the Pittsburgh 19, the snap. Out of the gun, Josh Allen fires it quickly, caught at the 14-yard line by Diggs. Diggs inside the five, headed to the end zone, he is in, touchdown Buffalo! Stephon Diggs, touchdown! A slant pattern off the left side, Josh Allen got it to him in a hurry, 
and Diggs did the rest of the work for the touchdown. On the Buffalo Bills radio network, after going 11-0, the Steelers have now dropped two straight. They lose 26-15 to the Buffalo Bills. Bills now sitting at 10-3 and on the season. And on the Monday night game, Justin Tucker drills it 55-yarder to win the contest. Snap back, ball down, kick on the way, and it is good. He hit it with two seconds left to go. A 55-yard field goal by Justin Tucker. And the Ravens. 45-42 over the Browns with two seconds left. There you go. That's the way it ended up on the Ravens Radio Network. Ravens go to 8-5. and five. Browns go to 9-4. and four. And that, my friends, is your frenzy on the Bill Michaels Show. Hey, uh, we know the colder weather is here. Snow is here. We know it's only going to get colder. It's not going to get any warmer anytime soon. And you can throw sweaters on, put logs in the fire, whatever it happens to be. But if your house is leaky and the windows and doors are leaky and cold and they're not energy efficient, check out my friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Yes, they install year-round, year-round. Every leaky, leaky window and door that you replace, you're going to start saving on those energy bills right here, right now, in winter and in summer. Right now, the Pella Now Pay Later offer, no money down, no payments, no interest for 12 months. Plus, you can even put 500 bucks back in your jingle pocket. That's uh, what you could need this time of year, right? Certain restrictions apply, but go in and see the showroom for details if you want to do that in Green Bay, also in Brookfield, just west of Milwaukee, and now out in Madison as well, or just go to PellaWI.com. It's only through the end of the month. Set up your free, yes, free consultation right now. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Again, PellaWI.com. Stay tuned. NFL teams, uh, look, no, no postseason bubble. We're good with that. We'll talk to you. Coming back next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Now, a green and gold update brought to you by Concordia University, Wisconsin Veteran Services Department. Learn how to use your military benefits at cuw.edu slash veterans. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers have a light practice schedule as they install the game plan for the Carolina Panthers here at Lambeau Field Saturday night. Rashawn Gary has been added to the injury list. With a sore hip he suffered against the Lions, the Panthers' Christian McCaffrey will be out again this week. The star running back has only appeared in three games this season. The Panthers lost at home to the Broncos 32-27 to head coach Matt Rule. I thought our team showed a lot of heart fighting back to give us a chance um, to have the ball at the end with a chance to go win the game. That's just happened many times this year, but uh, just not enough execution, too much beating ourselves to win the game. Packers running back Aaron Jones was on the statewide Inside the Huddle show and was asked if he's hired Drew Rosenhaus as his new agent. Uh, yes, I just signed to uh, Drew Rosenhaus Sports, and I'm happy to have him representing me. What's the excitement to work with him? Uh, just seeing all, uh, his track record and everything that he's gotten done, and I think it speaks for itself. That's Aaron Jones in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michael show. Welcome back to the program, and we are glad you are with us. Thanks, as always. We certainly appreciate it. Bill Michael's show continues on. 
Uh, the NFL has stated basically there were some talks about whether or not they would put teams in a bubble regarding the postseason, two different locations for NFC and AFC, and then after that uh, for Super Bowl, and they're not going to do that. Um, you know, obviously once teams culminate their conference championships, they're going to be off to Tampa Bay to different sites that are going to be clearly sanitized and, and the protocols are still going to take place. But um, but nevertheless, it's it's not going to be uh, a bubble, so to speak. It's just it's not going to happen. So um, I guess uh, on one hand that's good news. On the other hand, you want to make sure that you definitely get your uh, you know your your championship game off without a hitch. But the NFL has said, nah, they're not gonna they're not gonna do the postseason bubble. So not gonna get into that. Um, when we come back after the top of the hour, going to uh, a couple of different things. We're going to hear from Jim Paschke, uh, Radio Joe Zenzola. Had a chance to chat with him uh, a little bit earlier today. Uh, so, uh, Jim Paschke, you're going to hear that conversation come up. We're also going to talk more about what it means to have those three superstars, Aaron Rodgers, Giannis, and uh, Christian Yelich, all representing representing you as a fan base, representing the state of Wisconsin here in your own backyard all throughout the network. And for those of you that are fans that are listening outside, maybe what it means to you as well. If you're a Bucks fan listening to us, say, in New York or out in Arizona or down in Florida or down in Texas somewhere, you're listening to us we're going to take some phone calls and talk a little bit about kind of the uh wrapping your arms around the mvps in this uh in this upper midwest if you will so we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back stay tuned we got a lot more the bill michael show it's coming up next Wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.